it's me, Maxi Rainbow. And I'm Renata from the eSpot. And in this episode of the Joint Slay podcast, we're going to be covering a little bit of Eurovision 2024 news, do a little bit of a recap about this mini Eurovision event that the Polish broadcasters decided to host. And we're going to look a little bit at what the Eurovision class of 2023 has been up to since the contest. And for fun at the end, we're going to talk about a little bit of uh, Eurovision Twitter drama. Because why not? Yes, we love the drama. Love, live for the drama. But first, we're going to give a shout out to our new patrons. These are people that went over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash the Joint Slay podcast and subscribe to our Patreon to receive exclusive first early release access to the podcast, full length video, ad free, or just people who wanted to support our channel and our podcast and everything like that. So our newest subscriber, we got one this time. Russell, shout out Russell. Hi Russell, love thank you. you. Russell. Yes, and shout out to everybody else who has subscribed. And if you want to get a shout out in the next episode, head over to our Patreon and subscribe. All right, so let's jump right in and let's get into some Eurovision news. Um, we're not really a news channel. We're just we just go to bring up all the most important stuff so that everybody's on the same page because maybe you're not super into news, maybe you don't follow uh, all the analysis people. So we'll fill in the blanks, but um we're not going to get too deep into it, but just the first bit of news is we have 34 countries that have confirmed. We have one new country out of those, which is Luxembourg, which of course we found out at Eurovision. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. that that was happening um so out of the 34 that we have all the usual suspects we have a few countries that have not confirmed which is australia armenia czechia hungary montenegro romania montenegro romania poland and turkey so out of those i think the only ones that right now i expect to come back because i guess it's not like um you don't have to be public. You just have to have told mm -hmm. the EBU that you plan. Yeah. To so the deadline was cut last week. So now anybody who's participating, the EBU knows, but we don't necessarily know yet. Hopefully they'll confirm everybody soon. They usually like shortly after make a post and confirm everybody who's participating, but we haven't gotten that yet. So, you know, we'll see. Not but... yet. There's been tons of speculation. So I think mm -hmm. we're going to see Armenia, Czechia, and Poland. Yeah, I think so for sure. I think that Czechia every year is kind of like on the fence, but they got such a good result this year. Tenth. That, yeah, they, they I think they have to come back after that. They're in their little resurgence era. And they, I mean, they were so, they did so amazing. So like, I, I, I hope that they come back. I, I don't know why Hungary hasn't confirmed that they're not participating. I think they're, it's pretty obvious they're I not. I think they don't care. They're never, they don't even yeah. care enough to say that they're not coming. Like they got the party invitation and they toss it in the trash. Like they're not RSVPing to this shit. They're not doing yeah. it. They're not yeah. part of Europe right now, unfortunately. crap anymore. Yeah. <laughs> It's sad, but it's true. You know, Although, you know, the thing it... is with Czechia, though, I get your point about saying 
you know, that they had a good result. So you'd, you would expect them to come back again. But it could also be mm-hmm. the other way that they had a good result and they want to leave it there. And, you know, they yeah. don't want to go out on a 28th place or something. Um, mm. So that could be possible. But I do think they're coming back. I do. Yeah, I think there's enough passion just even within the delegation, everything like I, I, I see them continuing. I think they're the type that will like try their best to participate. They want to participate. It's just a matter of whether or not they can. Um, but I feel like after following that good result, I feel like I feel like it's a good it's a good sign for them. I'm hoping. And I mean, Turkey's obviously not going to come back. No. Um I don't know about Montenegro. Do we think there's a chance? Ah, uh, I don't know about <laughs> Montenegro really. No. Um I mean, if they come back, it's not like I'll be like shocked if they say they're not coming back. I also won't be shocked. Yeah. Um so I mean cuz um Macedonia I think is back in. Um Oh, yeah. So I mean, it could be one of those things where maybe they decided to sneak in at the end. Maybe it's one of these things where they have, um, maybe they put in that they're interested, but when it comes down to it, they're not actually going to participate. Because I think there is like a bit of a window there Mm -hmm. um, between when you have to like actually actually finalize it that you're going to go. Well, I guess you could drop out at truly any point in the process. Um, I'm, I don't expect Romania to come back unless they would like to do a little bit more money laundering, but I have a feeling with the amount that they did with the whatever 400,000 euros that they probably, that was probably the cash out, <laughs> I think, of whatever scheme yeah. they were running. Um, I will be surprised if if Romania turns around and says they're going to do it. I I do think they're out of the game. Yeah. Uh, and Australia, you know, every, every year people are saying... It's their last year. It's their last year. But I feel like this year I was hearing it so much, but I just really don't see it for them. I don't see them bowing out yet. I forget where I heard it. I don't know if it was Eurovision Tom, um, but somebody was talking about Australia and the fact that like, basically, if somebody is willing to put up the money, then they'll do it. So yeah. like like Voyager, I think it w- maybe wasn't Voyager mm. putting up all the money, but like Western Australia, yeah. like their province put up the money. Uh, so it could be one of they need like a, an intelligent music project type thing. Uh, they you don't know? need that. Well, they don't need that, but, <laughs> but they need like a benefactor. They need like a rich yeah. person or an artist who's well established with a lot yeah, of funds. Well, I think she's a little bit canceled, maybe, but um. Well, yeah, but you know she's got money. <laughs> Right. I'll take her over nobody. Uh, right, right. No, that's true. I mean, I feel like they at least have like a good pool of like big artists that do have some level of funding behind them to where there could there's the possibility of someone, you know. Whereas like maybe Montenegro, if their issue is money, they might not have as many artists that are like, you know, willing to put up that much. If Montenegro comes back, I want Andrea Demirovic. I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> Your wish but, list. Yes. She was robbed the last time they were there. So um, so who is, so is it just Macedonia that's returning? And then of course, Luxembourg. I think so. I think that's it. Um, yeah. So everything else is just the, like the people who participated this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then Luxem- there were, 
there were there were other people that I didn't even bother putting in the list because it was they were like people who haven't like Kosovo who haven't even been there for a long time. So like no one was expecting Kosovo to like announce that they're coming back. Yeah, no Kosovo coming back or coming in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, I you know I'm excited for Luxembourg. I know that for sure. They the last time they participated was 1993, and and they brought some good songs, and they they did really well in Eurovision back in the 90s or not 90s. They didn't do well in the 90s, but they did back back in that pre you know that time the 1900s. They the did original well back then. era. Yes, the OGs. Um, so I'm I'm excited and interested to see what a country that hasn't participated in that long what they do in current times because I don't. I don't think I've really had a country like that in my time following Eurovision that like returned. And we really haven't had that much at all. I mean, mm-hmm. Monaco came back in the 2000s for a, like, was it Monaco? For Andorra? like a couple, or was it? And I think Monaco, oh, maybe it was like one year. I don't know, you know, but we haven't really had that in a while. So I'm hoping they they come back and slay. Yeah, you know? I'm interested because like like you said, it's been a long time. And it's Luxembourg. It's not like it's a country where we wouldn't really know exactly what to expect. Like, it's not like mm-hmm. Turkey. Like, Turkey has a really big music scene. So we could kind of yeah. expect maybe what they could be sending. But with Luxembourg, like, I'm expecting maybe something Frenchy. Yeah. I mean, it's really a wild card. Like, we could really get anything. They could buy they're likely not... from somewhere. Yeah, because they're likely not going to be an artist from Luxembourg. I mean, th- I think that'd be really cool but they didn't tend to send that um but even like i mean they used to get big art they got baccarat i mean they you know they had them so back in the day yeah i'm definitely looking forward to that one something i noticed though when in like the past week when people were really starting to talk about who's in and who's out is that like there was a lot of people you know literally just talking about like who's in and who's out um which I thought was totally normal. And then I started seeing like a lot of backlash and like people being like, why is everyone all of a sudden talking about who's in and who's out? It wasn't like this in previous years. Everyone's so worried. No one ever tried to come up with a a, a cutesy, like super Saturday nickname for, you know, confirmation day. Um, mm. And people like fans being like annoyed at other fans because we were talking so much about who's in and who's out and to me it was like I'm just glad we're talking about Eurovision folks like yeah because also it it wasn't fan wars it wasn't who was the real winner of 2022 it Mm -hmm. was literally like looking to the future and something nobody can really fight about also because we don't know the answer so it was just fun and speculating and thinking about what it's gonna like what is it gonna look like next year which i thought personally was totally harmless right that's totally normal behavior of a euro fan i mean especially right now where it's slow news weeks girl like this is what we got to talk about and it's it's fun to see you know especially as you get closer to that date like everybody starts confirming 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 girl tell me why bulgaria i still follow them on twitter their twitter their twitter's so messy like they just were replying to people like yeah and they're just replying to people like stop asking like we're not coming back stop asking i'm like oh my god i'm shocked they even got somebody still running that twitter 
Right. I know it almost I, I always thought that it wasn't a real per like it, or it was a real person yeah but it, wasn't it seems a delegation. like a fake account it always seemed like a fake account and maybe it truly is just like a hardcore euro fan or the person who ran it like they're not like getting paid to do it anymore but they just do it because they like trolling or something I I don't know but that is funny about the Bulgarian account because they're not coming yeah. back like at least not no. anytime soon I wish they would but you know, they were in such a resurgence, though. Uh, yeah. I was listening. I've been listening to um Victoria and like all she's just been coming out. She's been coming out with a lot of singles and stuff. And even listening to her Eurovision music, I'm like, dang, like that was just they should have ended on that. Like it was just such a she was such a great representative and she, she loved good. Eurovision. Ugh. She was actually my aunt's winner that year. Because I watched it with my aunt, and my aunt loved that song. Yeah, I thought nice. that was really funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so one of the reasons that I particularly was so interested in the um, who's in and who's out is because, like, I'm already thinking forward to, like, what are the semifinals going to look like? Because mm -hmm. if you have... Okay, so, like, this year was, what, 39, right? Is that right, 39 this mm -hmm. year? Mm -hmm. So with that, it was, like, we were losing less than 10 from the semifinals it was 37 actually it was oh was it 37 okay so it was 37 so but we yes yeah, so we were losing less than 10 from the semifinals so it, yeah. it, you were losing a lot of songs but you weren't losing too many songs and I started mm -hmm. thinking after this year I was like I would I'm not sure I want to see a 40 plus country contest again because you lose so many songs in the semifinals yeah but what's interesting about you saying that is I literally just scrolling through Twitter while I was on the bus on my way home to film this. I So just like two hours ago or so, um, I saw somebody on Twitter and like a bunch of people liking it that they were um, upset with the number being so low because they think it's not interesting when only like four or five people don't qualify. But I disagree 100%. I feel like it makes me way less stressed. I feel like it's like, you know, more opportunity for, you know, most of the people to go through for your fave. At least you get one of your faves to go through it. You know, like, I don't know. I don't want to be stressed out like that. I don't want like to lose amazing, amazing entries just because there's so many people in a semi. Like, I don't want that. Right. Also, we kind of got screwed this year with kind of like basically every song in that came in the top 10 had been in the first semifinal. Um, yeah. So it's like, I guess it does kind of reduce the chances of the semis getting weighed so heavily. Uh, but so yeah. I crunched some numbers, which is, is a phrase you'll like never hear me say because I am not good at math. But this was simple. This was plus minus and divide. Um, mm -hmm. Also, there was a lot of even numbers. So I actually did some of it mentally. Yeah, I'm so smart. Slay. You ate that up. <laughs> You'll see how difficult this math is, too. Okay, so I kind of wanted to see, like, the range. So if the countries that we have so far are definitely competing and nobody else confirms, and we're at 34, subtracting six for, like, the big five and Sweden, that would make 28 total semifinal songs, which would be semifinals of 14. So we would only lose four songs, which does seem a little That seems bit, too low. That seems It almost too feels low. like the semifinals pointless at that point. You know what I mean? Oh, so, that's what I thought. And I started looking into the past. And so they started doing semifinals in 2003. I started watching in 2004, but I didn't even start watching the semis until like 20, 
16 maybe oh my god um yeah I really started as a local like I was watching yeah. finals um so I looked into it and they started in 2003 um and they did a relegation thing so if you came in the top 10 in the previous year you got automatic qualification plus mm -hmm. the big four later big five but the big four because mm -hmm. Italy wasn't in so that was 14 countries that would go directly to the final and then everybody else did a semi-final and those countries fought for 10 qualification spots um and then later on and i i didn't see how many were in that particular contest in 2003 but in 2004 there were 36 countries oh my gosh yeah so they did a semi-final with 36 and um that was with one single semifinal. So, mm -hmm. but that was with the 10 like auto qualifiers from the previous year. Yeah. So if they were to do like, if we were, if we were at 36 mm. or 30, 34 even, right. Which is what we're at now. Like it actually very well could become a one semifinal like one show semifinal. again. Oh my God, that'd be crazy. But what, what I don't understand is... I don't get, I mean, I don't think that we're going to end with this low of a number, but it is weird to me that there's so many countries like bowing out when it does feel like Eurovision is seeing a lot like of success. Like, I feel like it's been seeing a huge resurgence, especially with artists like gaining success from Eurovision and everything. There seems to be way more of an incentive. The reputation of Eurovision has like grown significantly. I don't know if, you know, I don't know. I don't really know why it seems like countries keep leaving maybe yeah. it's getting more too expensive like maybe the, it's getting more expensive because it's getting more high high value or whatever and you have and you're expected to do more with your staging with your promotions and everything maybe that's it but i don't know i mean that's weird to me the countries that have been out some of them have said that it's for financial reasons but there's other mm -hmm. ones where we know it's for political reasons yeah so and I know that like with the finances side, like there's been talk about whether or not they're going to change some things with the finances. I'm not going to get into that because I don't know, know enough, honestly, to talk about it. Mm -hmm. I don't really, I would like to find out more about how that their like fee structure works, but I just never really looked into it because I'm not, like I said, I'm not really a numbers person. If anybody knows about that stuff, if anybody's an expert and would like to come on and explain it to me and like... Because I agree, because at the same time, I'm also like, well, wait, so <clears throat> obviously like the big five puts the most money into it. So then everybody is like different, right? Like everybody puts a different amount in or like. So that's something that I want clarification on, because I feel like I, I always thought that it was that their participation fee was higher than everybody else. Mm hmm. But then I remember hearing something or reading something that actually made it sound like it doesn't actually, it's a, it's the amount of money that they contribute to the EBU, not mm. to Eurovision, which made it sound like, like if Germany said, we're not competing in Eurovision, they're still paying all that money to the EBU, yeah. whether or not they do Eurovision. Yeah, and then I think they have like the same participate flat participation fee as everybody else. Uh, so I, I mean, one of those things is right. 
probably. Yeah, because <laughs> I also like for I mean, this is probably completely wrong. Like I always thought that like the small like they kind of had like a ranging fee so that smaller like it wasn't unfair to the smaller like more broke countries like you know i thought i thought there was like stuff like the big five because they put more money in that kind of helps so that everybody can participate that's what i always thought so now i feel like my, everything i'm learning is now like a lie well, and I don't, but the thing is, is I don't know. See, this is why we need an expert to yeah. come on and tell us. But yeah, I, I think it's kind of one of those things like with like, um, like the EU, like certain countries contribute way more, just generally mm. speaking, they contribute way more. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't, I don't know. And I'm sure someone probably already in the live chat is schooling us and telling us what's actually true. Um, so like, I don't, I, and I guess the way to find out actually would be what happened with Italy because they didn't participate for a chunk of time. Mm -hmm. So were they yeah. still contributing money to the EBU? Like, is that the money? Is the money that we're talking about a participation fee that they pay more of? Or is it their mm -hmm. like flat EBU contribution that's like that? That I guess is the crux of it. Um, yeah, because it is interesting too, because Italy up until when they like rejoined, but there were so many years where the, the big um four, four existed and then they just automatically like hey okay now it's five like i i need yeah i will we'll look into it more and i think we're gonna, I've we're gonna hear more questions. about it we're gonna hear more about the finances stuff i think too because we're gonna start hearing stuff about mm -hmm. the participation fees and all that so we'll we'll keep our eyes on on that yeah but like so best case scenario well okay Turkey and Hungary aren't coming back. So 34, 35, 36, 37, 38, 39. So best case scenario is we get 40 countries. Um, I think we're going to be at 37 personally because I see Armenia, Czechia, and Poland coming back. So I think the 34 plus the three to 37, which would give us I'm just... 15 and 16 semifinals. Yeah, I'm just... I'm so, I'm sad because the last time we had the highest amount of participants was when Sweden hosted. I, I just really thought SVT was going to be able to like work their magic and like get people in. And I mean, I know there's a there's a million reasons why like, you know, people don't participate. But I was like, damn, when they announced Luxembourg, I was like, oh, we're fixing to get 43. Unfortunately, Bosnia Herzegovina is back. You know, like I really thought like <laughs> uh, I think also you know it was such a surprise to hear that Luxembourg was coming back that it it did add a little bit of like, ooh, who else is gonna come back? And then it's like mm. actually a bunch of people are gonna withdraw. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, at least Portugal's here. Yes, yes. We they still they will usually have bow out during Sweden. So yeah, so uh, I think it'll be interesting to see how many we get, whether or not we do two semifinals. I don't think that I like. I don't know if they could even do the relegation scheme again. I don't no, think that would. I don't no. think that especially because that's not what they agreed to last year. No, unless no, they no. said to everybody this year, if you're participating, we're gonna do a, like. I I just I don't I don't think that's gonna no. Happen. I, I think we'll have two regardless. Yes, I think that we'll have two regardless. I think that if it continues to go down or remain like this low, then maybe they'll consider it in future years. But for right now, I think we're still like fine. 
And I don't think we're going to get down to 34. Like, I think we, I, I, I imagine there will be some, some, Armenia is not dropping. I don't know why they would. I don't think, I don't think Armenia would drop. Like, like, so they're at least too. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, yeah, I don't see why they would. So I'm excited still, regardless, you know, Mm -hmm. and the, uh, Confirmations isn't the only news we have. Um, we actually had yes. an artist announcement because Belgium decided to <laughs> announce an artist super early, uh, which is great. I mean, it kind of gives a, a weird amount of time between like here, like who was it last year? Noah Carell, right? It was Noah, but she was during the summer. It was basically right after Eurovision ended. They were like, all right, guys. Well, it was, they had announced her before she confirmed. Like, like imagine if bbc would have done that with rena oh my god i wish they would have although i guess she, she yeah because she's she was interested she made it sound like that yeah i like the idea of of her just being at home and being like hold on wait a second i'm doing what <laughs> it's like maybe her team was like oh yeah she'll do it and then she, but she hadn't signed the contract yet like I don't know what went down with that, but that was that was funny. But it's I mean, compared to last year, it took a while for us to get a person. Yeah. You know? well, and I was just really surprised to get this out of Belgium because like they yeah. did like that whole ass TV show last year. Mm-hmm. I guess maybe they decided like, well, that was way too much trouble than it was worth um, because they or if maybe this was yeah. the plan all along was to do one season and then do um, an internal because it was so fast. Well. I know with Belgium, I uh, I believe it's Belgium because they're they're like broadcasters. They switch. You're right. So, so it's from the like the Dutch one. The it was the Flemish French, broadcaster last Flemish, year, and, yeah. and that will be the Wallonian broadcaster. Yeah, that's what so, it is. Right. So I don't think it was ever destined to continue because of that. Right. Um, but I'm hoping, hey, I'm hoping next year they bring back the national selection because, I mean, yeah. I don't think I actually really care, to be honest, but you know, I, I, I actually love like Belgium's internals, too. So I really liked the show. It reminded me of um, so much better. The uh, Swedish, I'm not going to even attempt to say <gasps> it in Swedish. Um looks like so mucked butter i don't know um oh, it's where it's like uh, where you I have like yeah. a cast of artists and then like they it's an episode where like they highlight an artist and everyone else sings their songs mm-hmm. Laureen that- was on it recently tove sterke one of my favorite swedish artists who i got to see live in pittsburgh mm-hmm. i never thought i would get to see her live i freaked out and benjamin ingrosso was on it i know i just i know because i listened to oh my god Laureen's cover of alice so good there was a season that I watched that had, um, damn it, now I'm forgetting their names. They're two girls. They're like two pop girlies. I crashed my car into the bridge. I don't care. Oh, Iconopop? Iconopop, yes. I they watched their that? season. They were on that. But like uh, tons of countries have that show. But mm-hmm. that was kind of what that reminded me of. Because yeah, it was that's like so an ensemble cast. And I love that. I love reality shows and I love like creative reality. So I thought that show was really cool. I would like to see more stuff like that. Personally, I yeah. like smaller national selections where you do have like 10 artists as opposed to like mm-hmm. 
50 artists that goes five days or multiple weeks. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I like the kind of like tighter packages for national finals. I agree. Uh, but, but and I, I like don't... the way they did it. Like they did a presentation and then they did the live show. And it was actually very unexpected because of that. Like it, it kind of got hyped. And then of course they ended up getting a really great result because of it. So. Yeah. It, I mean, it worked. It worked. Okay. I know absolutely nothing about Moosty though. Do you know anything? I don't know much apart from him being a, 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 he was a permanent judge for the whole season. He was, he wasn't the main judge. There was, um, it was Rita Baga was the, the main judge who's actually, she's not even from Belgium. She's from Canada. She's from Quebec. And it's kind of weird. Listen, okay. As a Drag Race fan, this is, I'm just, I'm just ranting for a sec. Vanessa Van Cartier is the winner. She was the winner of Drag Race holland and she's from belgium she should have she was a miss continental she should have been the host i don't know why they picked rita baga she's not from belgium the only relation is that she's french canadian so she speaks french but she's not related in any way to belgium so i don't know why they picked her and vanessa van cartier she would have been the first trans main host it would have been so great but whatever it's fine i don't know she might not speak french and they just might have wanted it to be to be french and she's maybe from the dutch speaking part i think she was on holland no i think if you're belgian whether or not you're from the dutch side or the flemish or the or the french side i think like at least every flemish person i ever knew also spoke french they always spoke dutch french and english and then usually german and then probably another language that they just picked up somewhere along the way because once you know three languages you can just pick up pretty much every other language but yeah the only the only belgian i really know i mean my sister lives in belgium but her boyfriend is not from belgium he's from the netherlands so he speaks Dutch, dutch yeah um but he was uh a, a main judge i didn't fully watch draggers belgium i never finished it but i did watch a couple of episodes he wasn't that interesting i'll say <laughs> like enough to say he didn't have like moments um but i'm like so excited to hopefully interview him um just because i i want to grill him about drag race and drag i think it'll be so much fun maybe get my invite onto the show if i can't get on the u.s show i mean i don't know if it got canceled after one season or what but i'm you know hey hey get me on there i don't speak nothing but i'll be there (laughs) um in spirit but i did listen to um i basically listened to his entire discography um and he he does make some really good music i think pretty much we can like confirm he will like almost definitely have a ballad because mm. he has almost no bops like okay. so i didn't save that many songs because y'all know i'm a bop kind of like girly but i really liked like his song give me a hand after dark skyline i mean he does some beautiful epic ballads and he can get really dark and emotional so i think that that's what we can like expect from him something very artistic as well i i think who is it that everybody loves from belgium 2015 what's listen to rhythm listen to this what's his name oh are you talking about and if we die yes oh is he kind of like that i see him being in that vibe you know very artsy very like epic i can see it like 
hopefully they don't fumble it because I mean he's giving like he could do a real big performance. Um Rhythm Inside so, is actually one of my favorite Eurovision songs like ever. Yeah. Like the, I, like for I mean, the whole package with the performance and everything. Like whenever I show people Eurovision, like there's a few songs that I always show and Rhythm Inside is actually one of them just because I feel like it's like the most it it's like it's accessible but it's also a little bit like artsy so it can mm -hmm. cut and, and it's just like very i don't know there, if there's something that's so like novel about that particular song that it doesn't yeah. really like remind anyone of anything else really like no one's ever yeah. like oh that reminds me of this other artist like it really just is very much like its own thing yeah. um i i love yeah i love that song whatever i do Loki like the ENC 250 oh he was he was amazing that that song was absolutely incredible um yeah, I, I yeah, should check so, out his music. Uh, but yeah, I I'm not like a I'm not a ballad person either. Really? No, I mean, you know, it's not going to be like it's definitely not going to be like Gustav vibes. Um, you know, we kind of I feel like when people hear that he's a judge on on Drag Race, maybe they expect, mm -hmm. you know, that kind of vibe. But um, no, I don't think at all. It's <laughs> very opposite. Um, all right, so let's move on and talk about uh, my second home country, uh, Poland, and the absolute mess that they have gone and created yet again for themselves. TVP just can't help themselves from being awful and weird and potentially corrupt. Uh, so did you watch TVP's um, Serce Europi? in Sandomierz. I have no idea what you're talking about with this one. Okay, I wonder how many people watching too are like, what the I hell don't know is she what talking the hell about? This is. Okay, so Poland, the Polish broadcaster, TVP, who everybody knows for robbing Elena and her incredible song, Booty, of its chance to go to Eurovision. Exactly, exactly. Um, Never forgive, never forget. Um. So the Polish broadcaster decided that they were going to make a mini Eurovision. Of course, this was not connected to Eurovision in any way. They had no rights to like the uh, visual identity of Eurovision. They weren't using them little heart things or nothing. It was fully like a original TV program. Concept wise, great. Um, it had nine countries participating. We had Czech Republic, Moldova, Belarus, Slovakia, Hungary, Latvia, Poland, stick a pin in that, Lithuania, and Estonia. So literally, it was like Baltic Slavic vision, which okay. was cool, which was cool. Everybody yes, said Turk vision. Like Turk vision, yeah, but this was very much like Baltic Slav vision. Mm -hmm. and um <laughs> like I and I was for that everybody seemed to sing in their native language so that was cool you know just like see Hungarian songs uh there was a couple Eurovision alumni in this show because it was it was made for tv it was like an outdoor mm -hmm. concert venue it looked bitchin I'm telling you like there were tons of people there it was in this place called Sandomierz which is like a kind of a smaller city uh it's well known because of like the Pope 
used to live there, I think. Um, oh. But it's like a, it's like a, a nice provincial city. It's mm-hmm. nice. Uh, and it looked like they were like next to the castle or whatever. T- big crowd, huge crowd, nice big music festival. Polish people love their music festivals. They love their parties. <laughs> they they do. They love it. Um, so they invited all these countries. So I'll, I'll say the names of the artists, I guess. Um, Helena Vondratskova from Czech. Aliona Moon from Moldova. We know her icon. Navi Band from That's Belarus. Crazy. Yeah. Of course, Belarus not even in Eurovision anymore. Yeah. Uh, neither is Hungary. And Caddy Wolf sang for them. That's crazy, Caddy Wolf. I didn't know she was still doing music. <laughs> At least she's going to Poland for Serci Europe. Um, yeah. And then we had Herza from Slovakia. From Latvia, we had Laima Vaigule, uh, Monica Linkite from Lithuania, and Alika from Estonia. I mean, what? Like, damn, what, where'd they find the time to do this? It was stacked. Okay. Oh, and of course, I forgot Dominic Dudek from Poland, who had been in the national selection. He's like a big star in Poland, he's all over. He was in the national selection this last year I, or before? I think this year. Oh. I th- I'll double check, but I'm pretty sure. Must not have sure... stuck out in my mind. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he he did have a song this year. Hmm. I don't um, know. I didn't like follow, follow. He had a song called Be Good. It, he wore like a little know. beanie. Um, it was he wore it was like a guitar. I see, I see. Um yeah, like acoustic hmm. guitar thing. Well. It, it flopped for me, I guess. It was, it, you know what? It was a flop. It was a flop. Um, I mean, like there were other people who were obviously Elena was way more memorable than him. So he had a song too. So, okay. Uh, if we just, if we just were saying it was just like a concert for TV. Hell yeah. I'm behind it 110%. Like great songs, artists we know. They also, oh, there were some cool things. Um, were they, they original were, songs? There were some original songs, but they were also cover songs. So like Aliona Moon sang Dragosa Dinte by Ozone. What? Yeah. What? Yeah, uh, it was it was cool. Like it was a sick concert. I'm, I'm going to have to watch these. You should. You should find the performances. They, like some of them were really nice. Um, so up until the point that the performances end, I'm like feeling it. And then... I realized that there's voting and the voting is only open for people in Poland and you can vote for Dominic Dudek. And so as soon as I realized that I was like, do I bother watching to the end? (laughs) Because obviously Dominic Dudek's going to win. Like if Poland's, voting if only poland is voting and you, like there's a reason you can't yeah. vote for your own country in eurovision like yeah, this is the that's... fucking reason that you can't do that because uh-huh. dominic dudek won and not only did dominic dudek win we never saw any other artist again so it wasn't like they brought everybody back and they did a votes <laughs> reveal. Oh my God. They literally were just like, okay, and now we're going to announce our winner. It's Dominic Dudek. Here's your flowers. And it's just like, you got to be, you, you, 
<laughs> you got it. TVP, can you not rig a single fucking contest that you organize? Oh my God. Like, can you please? Maybe this is their national selection for next year. It was their national selection next year. God damn it. I mean, <laughs> like, if, if they're going to keep picking their winners like this, also, how rude. To bring all these artists, like, just don't even, yeah. like, you can do two things. Just make it a fucking concert and have everybody sing their songs or make it a contest. And Dominic Dudek is a, a interval act that you don't vote for. Yeah. Or yeah. he's no, part exactly. of the contest, but you just can't vote for Dominic Dudek. You can vote for everybody else, but you can't vote for Dominic Dudek. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's an exhibitor. He should have been an exhibitor. Like, how can you? Yeah. How can you run a con? Like, d- did he have a? Was he actually supposed to be the one that won the national selection this year? And his agent. That was would be like, what a tar. What a tar. We're gonna if, if expose even Blanca you. wasn't supposed to win. Imagine and and okay. Now this is zero zero facts and evidence involved here in this speculation, folks. Allegedly. Imagine. Imagine the alternate universe where Dominic Dudek was in an explicit deal with TVP that they were going to rig the national final for him. And then that psycho, whoever the hell that judge was, who was that judge? I want to say it was Annie Lorak, but I know it wasn't Annie Lorak. I'm trying to remember <sighs> the, the, the name of the, the singer who was on, on the jury I, I don't remember because it was like it was some singer who worked with Blanca and then it was like her choreographer. Oh, it was um Andromahi. I don't I don't remember who they were, but I remember they were all connected. Wait, to not Blanca. Andromahi. Oh no, my god. Edita Gorniak. Edita Gorniak. <laughs> Why did I say Andromahi? Don't be throwing her into it. Edita Gorniak. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's who it was. <laughs> that's why I was thinking Ani Lorak, because Lorak Gorniak the endings are the same on those last names um so wouldn't that be hilarious though if the judges conspired to actually give it to blanca and here's euro fans being like jan got robbed and actually D- dominic dudek is sitting there like no like dominic dudek got robbed <laughs> i got oh robbed God. and then they put together this whole thing just so that he could finally win a contest wouldn't that be so funny i'm sure that's not true and that's not what happened hey. and they rigged this for him and they rigged that for blanca <laughs> I I wouldn't put it past them These to Polish do any people, of this. Oh man, they're tricky. You can't trust them. I'm just saying. I'm Polish for anybody who doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm allowed to say that. Um, yeah, it was honestly, it was such a shit show. I was so disappointed. I was literally like screaming at my TV the moment I realized that it was just a farce. It was so stupid. That's hilarious. The show was great. The premise was so stupid and transparent and dumb. And like, even Polish people were like, oh, like, you've got to, you've got to be yeah. kidding me. You know, it's interesting because we, there, there have been competitions like this, like, um, in the U.S., there was the world's best, and it was kind of like attempting to be something like Eurovision, but it wasn't. But it was like they would; it was more of like a America's Got Talent or whatever. But it was for the whole world. And Danilia Tulashova, who was a junior Eurovision for um, Kazakhstan, actually competed in it, um, and she went really far. RuPaul was the host. Uh, <laughs> very I don't random. know anything about but, this. What? 
it it was a one season thing. Uh, I feel like they're trying to do all these talent shows every single year, literally. Yeah, every year there's a million of these random like talent show things. I don't know. America loves those talent shows, but like, you know, it was interesting because in that, I don't know who ended up winning that, but you know, it is interesting to do something because it was only Americans voting as far as I'm aware. It mm. was just an American TV show. So I don't know. But hey, hopefully, you know, the artists didn't have to put too much into doing that. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm they... guessing that they got paid. Yeah. That this was a this was a gig. Like this was a TV. This was a paid TV gig. Like it's yeah. Because they were all established. I'm sure they got paid for it. Maybe not yeah. a lot, but I'm sure they got they wouldn't I'd be shocked if they did it for nothing. Yeah. Well, I think that actually um Eurovision and the EBU needs to get in contact with TVP because clearly they can figure something out, how to get Hungary back, how to get well, I don't think we want Belarus back. Uh, well, I the reason <laughs> but, that know, they're able to if get if we want to the... get those numbers up. <laughs> Poland and Hungary have a really long yeah. history, like like centuries of of history together. So they they I mean, and they both have really right wing governments right now, and that might have mm-hmm. had something to yeah. do with it. That too, that this wasn't really like a European thing. This was like a kind of a Slavic thing. Well, we just want Katie Wolf back. What about my dreams of Katie Wolf <laughs> returning? Um, Won't Victor Orban think of Maxi Rainbow's needs? That's what I'm saying. Please. <laughs> all right so speaking of prior artists yeah let's talk a bit about what all of this crazy class of 2023 has been up to because i'm telling you what you guys they have been at it non-stop since this concert or since eurovision ended like and i don't i don't know in previous years because it's like i tracked this stuff really like i would look out for when artists introduce new stuff but i was making this list you guys Almost every single artist has released something new. Like it, I should have made yeah. a list of the people who didn't release something new because it would have been shorter. Like I think yeah, it's like honestly, Terrell Turan X hasn't released anything new. Theodore Andre hasn't released anything new. If you don't count his Eurovision medleys that he did of other people's songs. Um, yeah, but he did release that album, but it wasn't after Eurovision. It wasn't. I, I didn't. I was listening anything. to it. Oh, it was so good though. That song, like Arrogance or whatever. He just put a music video out for that. I yeah, because I just saw that and I thought it was a new song. I mean, this is a bop, but no hey, old song, new that. video. So yeah, let's just go through this list and talk about these songs. Yes. I think we both listened to all of them. Uh, I will put for the most. A- part, I, I have. Yeah, I but tried. For the most part, for the most part. So I, I scrolled through every single one. <laughs> I made a playlist on Spotify. So we'll include that in the show notes so that you can go and you can keep track of this playlist. I will update it with other songs that get released by the 2023 artists if you want to keep track of the new music that's being released by them. I know it's really hard to like keep tabs on all that stuff after the contest too, especially because you kind of like, I don't know, you move on. Yeah. Um but like these people are still creating music. And I'll tell you what, some of these songs are better than the Eurovision songs that they sent. So yeah. at least in my opinion. So mm. well, we'll start with the most recent song. Uh, Pete yeah. Jacks just released a song called Color Shades. So good. So good. So good. it's just like a really just like pure indie rock. Nice song. 
Uh, it's very typical kind of for, for them for like their most recent album. It has peak jacks all over it. Um, mm-hmm. And I really liked their last album, Synchronizer. So I was really happy to see that this song was like, like they, they're not trying, they're not changing, but yeah. there's, but you can see that they're still like developing too. So that that's really nice. I was excited for this one. Yeah, I, I loved it. And you know, it does beg the question, like what were they thinking with the song they sent to Eurovision? Because like every other song they've released. Has been better. Even Sunflower, which they released oh my god if they would have sent sunflower like they could have probably qualified over uh yeah joker out if they'd sent sunflower because sunflower was catchy as hell yeah that was a good song uh but i love i love the song that i put i didn't get a chance to watch the video yet they have normally really good music videos yeah i was gonna say i've just i've only seen um like what they've been teasing on social media and it looks like you know their typical cool artistic so. artistic right because they are they're very like artistic like, you can tell they yeah. get influenced from like all all kinds of places yes. um so another song Katia, i think the most hyped of, the of mo- all by, the artists by far songs. the most hype and i would yeah. actually say from the amount of hype uh that it was overhyped potentially a little bit i really? know i i think it might have been overhyped maybe because i am balls deep in Karia Twitter. So mm. like I I was really like inundated like 24/7. Like literally weeks were going by where all anybody was talking about was like analyzing the littlest pieces of the teasers and the mm. the Instagram stories we were seeing that they were making on set and like and everybody like people were like truly it was getting into the fan fiction territory. Ah. Uh, I See, I'm not really in there. I'm more of just like on his social media, hit what he posts and stuff. So, I mean, I think it's very, I I almost find myself when I'm listening to it, singing it, like, I'm like, oh, cha-cha-cha, it's the same as cha-cha-cha, low-key. Like, if you sing cha-cha-cha with it, it works perfectly. Um, Especially like the that, same formatting. The, the first, uh, the like, first, thir- mm-hmm. the first third of the song. Uh, but Before I Tommy Cash comes in, yeah. If yeah. that's a little bit intentional. Like, you know how sometimes, so. like, albums will do that, too, where, like, they'll, maybe a song will, like, end somewhere, and then the next song kind of, like, picks, like, it continues yeah. the story. I feel like it kind of continues I, the story. Yeah, because, I mean, it's literally a reference to, to Cha-Cha-Cha. I mean, it's yeah. what he said to describe the song it's just a, i think it's a great hype song honestly it's just it's just that Katia energy and i don't know those lyrics specifically but i know when tommy cash comes in it gets so vulgar and i was like kind of shocked it, okay so there was at first they had done like this live um a live performance of it at this big Olympic stadium concert with like he opened up for like a, a massive finisher uh Kayako and um so we had like this live performance and just trying to figure out what the lyrics were and then Kadia had performed it on his own a bunch of times at concerts and he would do the part in English and it was like when we sing cha-cha-cha, we're like, maybe some of the words were getting it right, but the rest of it is just kind of gibberish. So he was doing a lot mm. of that. So people were like, what actually are the lyrics of this song? And the Tommy Cash part is, I just like her ass and titties make a trick on my dick. So, oh, that's better than what I thought it was. I thought it was about 
it, he said something about make it drip on my dick. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> that would better, actually. Yeah, actually. Maybe you should be a songwriter. Add me as a co-writer. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's even... That's, that's great. That's um, what I've been singing when I sing. And that's kind of the beauty of it, though. And, like, Kadia had been doing this, too, where it's sort of like you can kind of make up your own lyrics to that part, I think. Like, if you feel like it, like, whatever. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. It's parties. Yeah. Do it. Do it. Um, exactly. I've been listening to it nonstop when I, like, walk to and from work and I'm, like, strutting. And it's just, like, hyping me up for my day. So it's great for that. The day it came out, I listened to it my entire commute in. And it was kind of funny because I um I woke up in the morning, filmed a, re a reaction video to it. And then it's uploading on my computer as I'm driving into work. I'm listening to the song on repeat on my way in for like 20 minutes. And then I get to work and I look at my phone and I have an email from YouTube telling me that my video has been copyrighted and it is not visible anywhere in the world. And normally it's like, it's copyrighted, but you just can't monetize it. Or it's yeah. copyrighted and you can't monetize it and you can't watch the video in Russia. Yeah, but and this was like, we don't want those anyways. Nobody <laughs> can watch the video. Nobody at all. It, yeah. it, it's completely, and I notice other people have like chopped up their video and tell you what, I am just too lazy for that. And <laughs> I have moved on with my life and, um, Maybe I'll maybe I'll do it, but I don't know. But I've been enjoying the song. I think it's cool. I I want to yeah. see what he's gonna do though, on his own, because I really like his solo music. And um, now he's like, and a lot of his other music is like about his life and shit that he's gone through. So it's like um, he's gone through a lot since yeah. that album because that album came out in twenty twenty. So he's he's mm. oh God, he's yeah. had highs and he's had lows since then. And then probably yeah. some more highs and some more lows in between. And um, I can't wait to see what he does with that, like with with an actual yeah. album of of like new music, like written from the heart. Like, I'm sure he's been very creative. Yeah, I'm excited, too, because the I will say I've listened to a lot of his other stuff, but um, but I haven't saved so much of it. The only one I really know that I know is like the one where it's like, eh, you know that one? Oh yeah. Yeah, I know the I know I know which I know which I'm trying to think of which what the title is, but it's obviously in Finnish. I my word recall is not that great. Um yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited. Love him. Um a song that I really love is from me and Nikolai. She's put out two songs uh since Eurovision. The one that I love is called Loop. This is a hell of a good pop song. Oh yes. my, it's got like this real, it's like, it's got attitude. It's got this great kind of like guitar riff in it. It's just a little bit angsty, but it's also just like a little bit empowering. I, that's a good song. I bop to that song big time. Yeah, it makes me, makes me wish she went solo to Eurovision. You know, I did like Just, I, I did like the song, but I can see that she was I did a too, lot yeah. a lot more she had a lot more to offer than what she was able to give mm -hmm. us with that. Yeah. Um yeah. and then she has another song called Dream Go, um, which is nice. It's like for me, it's like very like something you'd hear in a coffee shop. 
or like a little boutique store that sells $400 overalls. Yeah. Yeah. I did add loop to my retail, my work playlist. Um, but loop, that's not, also a good it, retail song for sure. Cause yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun. It's cute. Um, so someone else who's fun and cute, Luke Black. Yes. Um, he's also happy. He's also happy. <laughs> he's so happy. So Luke Black put out a song called I'm so happy, which is really cool. Um, mm-hmm. I like that. It feels a little bit sarcastic mm-hmm. um i haven't seen the video yet though and there is a video no in- and he said it's his first music video and he's like a very visual guy like yeah uh so i need to check out the video actually because i'm sure it is really good um mm-hmm. but it's I'll- great i love it the song is the song is totally great it's just like nice dark pop um and it's it's nice to hear him singing in english and I know that like some people yeah. that's, that's always controversial for some people when you say that, but um, I, I love Samamisa Spava, but I didn't understand every word of that song. And when I understood mm-hmm. all the, I could understand all the words of this song. So like from the first listen, it was like, I could, I like, I could get it. Um, so I, I really like this one a lot. Um, yeah. Alika, who we mentioned before, she put out a song called Listalt. L- 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 Fab. it's in estonian it's um I yes think... but it's the in it's the estonian version right so of... lucky um no 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 it's um what is it uh too much too much is that much. what is that what the english version is called too much yeah i guess it's the one that goes na na Nah, yeah, nah. yeah. Right? Yeah, the one she played yeah, at the yeah. Nordic party. Yeah, I guess I'm a bit too much. I've been listening to the English version. I have oh. also been listening to the Estonian version like non-stop. Me and you, we got to see a little preview before it got before it got released at the Nordic party. She performed oh, she it there. So and good. I was living because I've I I'm a bon appetit kind of girl, which is a song by Alika. It's like one of my favorite songs ever. And we, I don't think she performed that, unfortunately. But I was so hyped that she brought out another bop because she's such a good bop, like, girl. Like, she just, oh, it's so catchy. It's so good. I just did a TikTok to it, actually, today. Um, but it's just, na-na, na-na. It's so, like, it was It was actually a great song, even if you've never heard it before. Like, she, she sung it. it was unreleased. But you could easily, like start singing along totally. get hyped up it's one of those like really good songs it's so good it's one of my favorite ones that I've, out of all these people that has been released this i agree season. i agree and even beyond just like the personal experience of the first time hearing it i think i would have the same reaction and but even at the time i was like because i wasn't a fan of bridges at all mm-hmm. it's just not the type of it's not my type of song um yeah she's great I never had any problem with her I just I just didn't care for the song that much and then she got on stage and then she sang I guess it was too much because I think she did the English version Mm -hmm. there um and I was like damn girl like why did you send this song but knowing Estonians they wouldn't have picked it um yeah because they never pick good songs um but yeah, I, I love it. I think it is one of the better ones. So like I I'm totally obsessed with loop and I'm obsessed with too much. I, I should listen to the English version again because actually since the party, I've only listened to the Estonian version, which is really good. Yeah. 
the Estonian version is really good. Um, I don't know, because uh, Andreas Pum, who is in SD Lao, um, like same year as Alika, he also like came out with a new song. And I love that they both came out with their songs in English and Estonian. So you could just pick whichever one, you know, you or want. Or both. Whenever you're feeling like... bored of the English version, switch over to the Estonian version and vice versa. Because sometimes when people do that, like the lyrics, it's not like it's like a one-to-one -one translation. Like sometimes they write a completely yeah. different song. Like it's the same music. The tune is the mm -hmm. same, but the words are and the meaning are different. So you actually can get two songs yeah. out of them sometimes. Okay, so uh, yes. another mm -hmm. lovely lady, May Muller. Um, she's about to put out a whole album, actually. Yeah, uh, I'm at, excited. At the end of the month. Uh, I actually ordered, she's got a t-shirt as part of her merch that says Eurovision Bitch, and I've ordered mm. it. So I am really waiting for my Eurovision Bitch t-shirt to come. I will definitely be wearing it on the pod. Um, yes, and I don't have the money to buy it, but if anybody would like to, they can send me Become a patron costs. so that we can buy <laughs> May Muller merch. So I can afford new clothes, please. Please. You don't have any clothes. You are you don't have anything to wear, I'm sure. Exactly. Nothing in your closet, <laughs> completely bare. Um, no, yeah. So I can't wait to hear this album because there's three songs that have been released off of the album. We've got Me, Myself, and I, Maybe That's Just Life, and Written by a Woman. All three of these songs are totally different from each other. Yeah. So like Me, Myself, and I is kind of like a fun girl bop, kind of like gives me sort of like old Lily Allen vibes. Like that's the yeah. kind of, not necessarily, it doesn't necessarily sound like Lily Allen, but I feel like how I felt when I yeah, was Yeah, that attitude. The mm -hmm. attitude. Um, maybe that's just life, which is a little bit more like guitar, stripped back, emotional. Uh, and mm -hmm. then there's written by a woman, which is a little bit more towards like the R&B side, which was kind of, cool it's kind of cool to listen to the three songs together because you see a lot of range between the three so i think the album is going to be fabulous based on that yeah i'm hyped i mean i, I me myself and i has been on repeat because i don't need to try <laughs> like it's so good ah car of charlie oh I love that yes. she sings with her accent because I noticed that a lot with British singers yeah. that they don't like have a perceptible accent but she's got a strong mm -hmm. accent when she talks too. So it's yeah. Oh my god, surprise. I'm I'm so excited. This album, it's it's the one I'm most hyped up for, out of anybody. Yeah, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be amazing. And I think this is one of those things where it's like she really, she did it right, and got lucky. Like she did good mm -hmm. things and she got lucky with being approached for Eurovision. Um, because obviously like this album was probably 95% done before she got approached for Eurovision. Like it's, it's a long process. Yeah. To begin. So you don't just put out an album in three months. Like these are, mm -hmm. could be, it could have been two years of making this thing. Um, oh yeah. So to like do, she also, who did she, who'd she tour with? Why am I forgetting? Girls Allowed? Who the fuck she toured with? She she toured with some girl group. She toured with some girl group. I forget which oh. one. Um, so she did that, and then she did Eurovision. Obviously, got introduced to the world, and now she's dropping an album. Like, oh come on! Like that is such a good yeah. like career trajectory. Like in five years, May Muller is going to be one of those people. I think that's like coming over here across the pond to play concerts for us. Oh yeah. 
Oh, 100%. At least I hope so. I hope that for her because she deserves it. Yeah, and she has to hold up her end of the bargain, which was, um, you know, taking me into the studio and working on my 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 Eurovision song. So that's Mame right. Miller, you I guys did. Forget. You did talk about that right in the song. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yes. next group, um, Sudden Lights. I put these in literally no order. I just like went. I just went down like the the a random list of artist countries. Yeah. There's their, their order. So Sudden Lights from Latvia. They've put out two songs, Mes Torpinamies and Musu Milestiva. Uh, I thought these songs were cool. They're like lo-fi indie, which was something that I was really into when I was like younger, like in my twenties. Um. Mm-hmm. And I and I like it. Um, it's not the type of stuff that I'd put on like constant repeat. I, I would definitely have yeah. to be in the mood to listen to sudden lights. They're a very they're a very moody type of yeah. band. Yeah, I put one of these songs, I don't remember which one on my like work playlist, my non-English one, because it's a nice vibe, you know, whatever. They're good. Um they're great. It's just I am like a bop, you know, I'm a bop kind of girl. So yeah. And like speaking of a bop girl. Oh, do we have a Bob girl next? We've got Alessandra from Norway. Uh, she, I didn't know actually about Bad Bitch. I guess this song just, it, came, it just out. came out. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. I knew Pretty Devil because she had been kind of teasing that one a little bit like on TikTok and whatnot. Mm. Yeah. She just um, kind of started really being heavy with the Bad Bitch one on TikTok now. Yeah. I, I feel like they're, they're kind of similar to each other. Um, and yeah. sort of similar to Queen of Kings. I mean, like it's like very typical, like, girl empowerment pop like yeah which obviously is right up our alley oh yeah (laughs) it does they they do feel a little like created for tiktok to me yeah you know it's yeah especially especially pretty devil to me yes (laughs) yeah yeah i thought it feels like it's for that snippet exactly because when the snippet came out it was like i feel like i i heard the song already Mm-hmm. like and that yeah. like but but that's how the industry works now so like and she kind of went viral with uh queen of kings thanks to Eurovania, potentially yeah that's insane that's insane um, i mean hey i'm glad that she's not like i'm glad that she's releasing stuff because it could be you can have somebody like chanel chanel went I mean, not as viral as alessandra of course but mm-hmm. chanel was going viral like here in the u.s a lot of people were seeing her and she took way too long to release any singles and she just fell off like and and that sucks and alessandra is smart to be releasing music like so soon after already having two singles out that's pretty good because like when you're a new artist and you're like you have no music out other than your eurovision one it's very, very easy to be very quickly forgotten even if you're the one that went viral that year so I think this is smart and they're the they're a similar vibe so they're going to take that audience that she just got we know they like that stuff and keep it rolling hopefully hey i mean at this point two songs like pretty pretty uh like back to back maybe an album on the way maybe maybe and you know i think i think it's fine too that they're kind of like in the same vein because i you know if that's the type of artist she is like if that's the type of music she makes like if she's being true to herself by doing kind of like like fun like girl like 
it's girl it's music for girls and it's music for girls and gays that's what she's doing she's doing music for the girls yeah. and the gays and like she I knows su- what she's doing she, it, i support her in that and and also she's fucking norwegian so it sounds like norwegian pop like which all mm-hmm. sounds like swedish pop so yeah i mean it it is what it is and i like it and i like it she, you don't have to be uh an innovator <laughs> I guess is what I'm trying to say. You don't have to be an yeah. innovator. You just gotta. You just have to make music. You don't have to put out songs. You just have to keep people listening to you. That's all. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. What are you gonna say? No, I have nothing to say. Okay. Um. This next song I think is the best one on the entire list. My jaw dropped when I listened to it. It's called "I Can't Stop" by Torchy. Holy shit. When I, I listen to, listen this, to this one. Oh, Maxi Rainbow. You have to listen <laughs> I, to this song. I, I'm so oh. embarrassed. I thought I listened to all the ones on the oh. list. And you missed the best one. That's oh, so girl. embarrassing. It's so good. Literally, it's so good. It's like, I, I, and again, this is one where I'm like, damn, like this is better than the Eurovision song. Like, why didn't they send this one to Eurovision? Not that mm. they had a bad result. They did. They got a good result. And I liked yeah. Heart of Steel. But this song, oh my, I was, okay, I was, I got McDonald's on my way home from work today. And this song was, was playing while I was in the drive through line. And I was rocking out to the song because the line wasn't moving at all. And I was probably making the dumbest face ever. Like it was probably something like I was like, I was like, one of these. I was like, oh my god! This person came out and is like holding their milkshake and just staring at me, going like, in the front seat of my car. They didn't get the vibe. They didn't get the vibe. They they were just like, "What's she doing?" Like, is she okay? Like, (laughs) she need help. Oh my god! It's like, no, just rocking out to Torchy. It's absolutely fine, ma'am. Um. Yeah, this song is a banger. I mean, it's ridiculously good. It's absurdly good. Like, it is actually, maybe it's good they didn't send it to Eurovision because it's, like, too good for Eurovision. Like, this song fucking rules. Whoa. I'm serious. I'm serious. As soon as we get off the call, you need to listen. I'm gonna. Because it's amazing. That's crazy. Do you remember the remix that they did? And it had a video, uh, and it was, like, people, like, walking in circles and some kind of weird. It has that kind of a sound to it. Oh, I don't know if I like it. I'm going to like, I don't know if I love that kind of music. Well, listen to it and let me know. I love this yeah. one. This one. Because I mean, I best. thought, I, I thought that that remix was better than their song, but I also had Heart of Steel as my last place for a while. Oh, that's right. That's right. You didn't like that. So one. like, it was like, you know, it was like better, but not good enough for because you already did. Yeah. Right. Right. I, yeah. See, I see what you mean. So maybe you won't like it then, but I lo- I absolutely loved it. I'll definitely um, listen to it. Oh, my God. You gave it a glowing review. <laughs> yeah. Everyone should go listen to it. It's a great song. Um, OK. And then we had a few albums. Uh, we already talked about May Muller's album, but Marco Mangoni put out an album. It's called Materia Prisma. It has 38 songs on it. So I yeah, don't know I if it's like a it retrospective up. or. Well, that's what I just looked it up and it's literally, I've never even seen this on Spotify. It has a disc one and disc two section. 
Yeah, well, because it's so long, like 38 songs. Like, I've never seen that. Oh my God, it, it has a disc three. I would oh. have to, right? Because- I've never seen an album on Spotify that like have like parts. Like, I don't listed know what like the that. deal That's is crazy. with this because I'll admit I I don't care I didn't like do a vite and I don't like that kind of I don't like that kind of music so I I didn't put yeah. any on the playlist from this one because it was like what how which song do you well, choose out of thirty eight I have one so I I tell you which one Pazza Musica with okay. Elodie because that one has been on my playlist since it's been released and it came out pretty um pretty soon after Eurovision it's so good it's a it's for the gays. Pazza oh. musica, pazza musica, pazza musica. Hey, you be listening to this. It's a perfect like walking through the city. Na, 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 da, da, da. And it's got LOD, so you know it's for the gays. Like it's just okay. it's great. Okay, it, I'll that's add that a great one to song. The playlist. I'll add yes, that one. That in. one is really good. But I'll have to listen to the album because I, I mean, I didn't love his Eurovision song, but pazza musica, great. If these are new songs and it's like you know, if we got bops, I'm gonna have to look for the bops because the bop was good. Okay, so. well, let me know what you find out regarding that one, because I don't yes, know that I'll, I'll have research. the energy to do it. Uh, <laughs> um, although maybe at work, it could be nice to listen to some Italian music at work. Um, so Voyager also put out an album. It's called Fearless mm -hmm. in Love. I haven't had a chance to uh, listen to this album yet, um, mm -hmm. but I'm sure it's good because they're all like really great musicians. Um, Vesna, yeah. they put out an album. Or and they put um, out an EP. I think there's an EP. Yeah. It, it was an EP. Um, the song Hey Mommy or whatever. Hey mama mama and a hey mamas. Hey mama mama and a hey mamas. If you oh <laughs> I don't care. Uh, oh, it's great. It that's a bop. Um, and I've also been listening to the acoustic version, actually. It's beautiful of my sister's crown. It, that was beautiful. I think they they did that for like whenever they were doing like the cover sort of, you know, with oh, that little bit more remix thing. and stuff. Yeah, they did it for that. And I was so happy they added it to Spotify. It's just it's a it's a beautiful acoustic version. The video is actually stunning as well. Um, it's a it's a good EP. Yeah. Uh, they've released that one right around the time of Eurovision. So there was a few people who released things yeah. right at Eurovision. And I did include that because I felt like that was close enough to being like post Eurovision. Um, yeah. Uh, Monica Linkite was another one. She released an album in May called Healing. Um, I haven't had a chance to check this one out yet either. Her music style isn't totally for me, but I know a lot of people really loved her. So um, those people should definitely check out her album. Um, Let Three just released an yeah. album called Sh. I'm gonna have to listen. I'm gonna have to stream. Um, I haven't so heard anything, but they have. I mean, they're longtime musicians. They've got scores of albums, uh, including some with some very interesting titles. Um, I think there's there's one about like having sex with a dog or something. <laughs> Right, only they could get away with that I, oh, all right <laughs> only they could get away with it uh okay so there is another song a single out by brunette oh my god why did she not send this song to eurovision it's called holiday nostalgia it's amazing it's a it's partially it's armenian vibe. it's partially it's not your vibe really oh my god i was listening what to about like, that would be my vibe I don't know. I don't know, but you like. I her don't think song. her music is for me. I I don't think her music is for me. I think that honestly, 
uh, Future Lover is the only song I'm ever loved from her because it's it's it was so far from her actual style though. Like she's more like jazzy. She's more vibey. I'm not. That's not my vibe. See, I like R and B. So I guess yeah. That's oh, it's R and B. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm not an R and B girl. Yeah, I I like R and B. So I was really into this holiday nostalgia song. Um, I thought it was really good. Uh, and then Taya yeah. and Selena put out a new song. It's called Bye Bye Bye. It is not a cover of NSYNC's Bye Bye Bye. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's cool. It's like a cool. It's a bop. It's a bop. It's absolutely a bop. Um, Lazara put out it's, a. It's a bop. I mean, I I. Yeah, I'm glad there's, I want to say, I'm glad that they did something like they're, they, you know, released something else as a duo. Like, because they didn't have together. to. It, it's not like yeah. they are. They were solo artists before. They weren't like, you know, so. Yeah. And even on Spotify, I don't know if they'll continue, but like it, it came up as like se- they came up as separate artists. Like they don't come yeah. up as like Tay and Selena. Like they came up as separate people. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I expect even if we don't see them like doing songs that they sing together, I wouldn't be surprised actually if we saw them co-write a song for Eurovision in well, the future. Well, yeah, because they've already been tweeting about it and stuff. So yeah, I can see them being like a longtime songwriting duo, even if we don't actually get hmm. duets all the time with them. And I'll put this out to you, Taya and Selena. Hey, if you want to write my Eurovision song, hit me up. I've got ideas. We can we can chat. We'll see if they take you. I'm just offer. fishing for someone to do this song for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you're going to have to learn how to sing afterwards. Maybe we should get uh, the honest learn. local coach uh, on the call. Me. You've heard me sing before. I don't think I need any lessons. <laughs> no, you're perfect. You're perfect. <laughs> yes, I'll book. I, I do actually want to book a thing with my honest vocal coach, but. I've literally thought about it before, too. It would just, I don't know. It would just be funny. <laughs> I want to do it. I have like no idea what it would basically. even be like. Yeah. Yeah. But. Uh, okay, so the the next song is kind of weird. Uh, Lazara put out a duet version of Evidemont with a Greek singer named Katerina Stakudi. This song sounds really weird to me. <laughs> <laughs> so I couldn't figure out what was going on at first. So I think it's partially in Greek and partially in French. And there's a little bit of remixing that's happened, and it just—I don't—I don't—I I don't know. I don't know. It yeah. just—it wasn't hitting for me this one. And I like Davida hmm. Mom, but I don't know. So I, I, this was one of the only ones where I was actually like, eh, I'm, and I guess it's that's not like a, shame. A, a totally new song. It is just a cover, but I did want to include it because it is still a new release. Yeah. And it's different. I don't like when artists do this. I don't like this trend of like you're you add a single and then you're gonna put another artist on it as like a remix thing. I'm not really it's not really my vibe. Or five I'm not really version, a fan like of a it. fast version and a slow yeah. version. Of... Yeah, it's not really I don't like it. I want a new song. I want something fresh because who was it? Oh my god, um Vico who sang um uh no chochentera or whatever from uh benedorm fest yeah she she did that song with uh one of my favorite artists right now who of course i you know she's one of my favorite artists right now but i don't know her name lolly her name's lolly and i think she's like our 
Argentinian or something. I don't think she's from Spain, but I was so excited to see they did a song together. And I was like, then I listened to it. I was like, oh, you could tell they like they she just recorded that over in her studio and sent it over. <laughs> you could literally hear the quality difference. Oh, I microphones. wonder if that's what was going. Why? Why this Evita Monk cover sounded so weird? Because there was something about it that just sounded off yeah. to me. It didn't. Maybe that's like, what it was. The song was made with that one arrangement in mind and it might just be because you're used to the other version but i just would rather if lazada and this other random artist come together and make an original song together like yeah i don't know um this song by blanca paloma uh plumas de okay you could try it plumas de nacar nacar uh i don't know how to say it but bitch i amazing amazing arguably yeah just as good as yeah but i think it could have done better i think it would have done better because i think it's a little more palatable um to like the general audience and it's kind of really like it's it's epic oh my god it's crazy it's It's crazy yeah i was really surprised by this one and like i know she's a good singer but like she had done uh, Benidorm Fest the year before and I didn't mm-hmm. like the song that she had done that yeah. year yeah so like I so I it was like it could not you know I there's one song by her that I like one song that I don't really like it was like which yeah. one is this one gonna be but I loved it I I think I like it more than Aya I think every song she's been releasing is better than the last you know you can really it's crazy how she's like such a um she almost seems like through her ability as a performer, as if she's like a seasoned artist. And I mean, of course she she's surely seasoned in terms of her performance skills, but I mean, it's crazy to think like last, like last Benidorm Fest, maybe two years ago was her first ever single that she released. Like that's crazy. That these yeah. are her like, you know? She's she, kind of, I put her in sort of the same box as like Lorraine. Like she's an hmm. artist. Like she, she is an artist. She's not just a singer. Like she's a little bit more than that. Like there's, there's a, 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 like I, like a spiritual layer to her. Yeah. And I don't, yeah. And, and she's one of those people that's involved in like every aspect of like her visuals and everything. I think I saw that she was like, she like as a career, she did something with visual performance things like staging that sort makes of things. sense and so people were like oh we know her she's got her shit together because even her first benedorm fest was just i mean some of the most gorgeous staging it wasn't my favorite song but it was beautiful and like that makes sense with what we've seen from her so i'm excited i'm so excited for what more she brings she already has as many songs as chanel oh <laughs> oh my god but- well, so going from Blanca Paloma, this incredible conceptual artist, we have the to pol- another the polar opposite, or should I say the Poland opposite, uh, Miss Blanca from Poland. She released this, this is song. a horrible song. It's called Boys Like Toys. It is terrible. It sounds so cheap. I didn't think you could get worse than solo. It somehow is worse than solo it is like by miles actually it just it means nothing it it sounds like it was made on a 
open source music creation software with like the worst like island synth package. It's just this song is so bad. This is yeah, I don't no. I don't even I don't even know what else to say other than this is just this horrible. Go is listen horrible. to it if you want to laugh. If you want to laugh. It <laughs> is it's almost not even funny actually. It's just like okay. Yeah. Um so uh next song is Ramo Forer. Um Is this new? I think it's new. I think he just released it actually. Yeah. So it's called, it's called Not Okay. Yeah. It's called Not Okay. It's I feel like it's kind of like a basic pop song. It feels very adult contemporary radio. Um, it gets good. Like it's not like with Blanca where it just sounds like a cheap piece of shit, like radio throwaway garbage. Uh yeah. like it's it's like a nice song, like it's well put together. It's very radio friendly and maybe kind of like on the not in sound wise, but in feeling wise, something like an Ed Sheeran kind of thing. Like you could see, uh, yeah, you know, your aunt would be into this or like Yeah. You hear it playing at Kohl's when you're shopping at Kohl's. Yeah, it just doesn't stand out. Yeah, it for Europeans, Kohl's is like I don't. It's a department store. It's not like a nice yeah. place to shop. It's it's like where your mom would shop. Um, mm-hmm. but he's got a great voice. Um, and so it, you know, you know, good for him that he's still releasing music. I mean, even his other song wasn't my cup of tea, but <laughs> but he's a great singer. I'm being for him nice that to- he's still pursuing his dreams. <laughs> I have nothing bad to say about Ramo, and I don't think his song is bad. It's oh. just, it's just, it's just not for me. Um, and then okay, and then we have Albina Calmendi. She put out a song called Inat, and it's a dance song. I was like, what is going on? I was expecting like a Balkan ballad. Nope, it's like a fun bop. I haven't heard it. You got to listen I... to it. It's in. Um, all these ones Albanian. I feel like I should love oh oh y'all know I love Albanian yeah it's in Albanian it's an Alba- it's a it's an Albanian bop dude no you have to check oh, this one out it's good I'm excited and I didn't really mm. I do it was okay but I didn't really like it it wasn't a song that I wanted to listen to oh. I like this like I would choose to listen to this song I oh uh I, yeah I liked it I thought it was good um uh next one we've got Mimi cat she's got a song out called oh I'm gonna butcher this but Vice Uh it's really nice. I mean, she's yeah, such it's... a good singer. Anything she sings, it's mm-hmm. gonna sound good. Yeah, it's that kind of. It's it's very similar to I It's very similar. It's that Portuguese, you know, dancey, you know, you know. It's just it's a good vibe. It it doesn't. I guess it. I would add it to my like work playlist because I it's a good song. But it didn't stick out enough to add to my main playlist. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, that tracks. It's good. It's good. But it wasn't It wasn't my favorite of all the songs yeah. on the list. Um, but she sings it very well. Yeah. Okay, next song. I know you love it because uh, I love it because we both love Riley yes. and his song yes. songs. <laughs> this is actually, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I'm looking at everything else because I'm trying to make sure, but I'm like, this might be my favorite song uh, that everybody's released because I actually, I think it's his best song he's ever released. It's, it's, good. it's so good. Um, And I also feel like, I don't know. I feel like it would have been easier for him to sing. Um, 
it's not as high pitch. Yeah. Like this would have been a really good song to send to Eurovision. And I love it. I love yeah, it. I, I love, love Riley. It. Uh, I, I really like this one. Um, it's one of those, I, and this is how I felt with breaking my heart. It was like the first time I heard it, it got stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. He's very good. It's probably why he's so popular on TikTok too, because he just has yeah. he's able to just write songs that you just immediately like you internalize them. Um, and I felt he kind of pulled that off again with this song. Yeah, uh, yeah. love him. I I can't wait to see what he does next because I just I love yes. everything he does. I know. I need another single. This one came out like pr- again, like pretty soon after Eurovision. I feel like it's been out for a while. It, yeah, um, he teased it on on TikTok at least for a while. Yeah. Um, I need another single, Riley. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Okay, and then we've got a song from Victor Vernikos. It's got a very cryptic title. It's called the 968 Paradox. It's nice. Yeah. I think we heard him play this song in Liverpool, actually, because when I listened to it, I was like, this actually sounds familiar. Um, because he did play. Were you at that? Were you at that concert? Did you see him at? I don't think you were there, actually. Concert? It, it was he played at uh, Camp Furness. He played the Euro Club. And I can't remember now. Oh, I don't know if I was there. Do you know what? It, was I do, there? Oh, do you know what? It might have been the day that Joker Out headlined. Oh, and he was like earlier. So I, you missed him. You probably missed him. Yes, like I up. either missed it or even Joker Out night. They were so packed in there. I stayed in the back. So I just. It was, was it was really it was world. really uh, sparse. I remember at the beginning. And I think it, it was me. It was me and Greg and Nolan actually okay, yeah. were standing up at the front watching him. Um, um, yeah. Yeah, because he's a great live performer. For a young kid, like you can tell he's not scared at all. Like oh, he, yeah. like, he like thrives off of being on the stage. But I'm pretty sure yeah. he played this song because it, it did sound familiar. It's another one of those kind of like, um, like with Ramo. Uh, it's sort of like a song you'd hear in a coffee shop. Like it's, it's, there's nothing offensive about it. Like no one would say like, oh, this is a bad song. It's just like, well, this is a, this is a song. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I haven't listened to the full song, but I know he was. Uh, I've seen all the snippets on TikTok because I follow him all over there, and it's a vibe. Sometimes I I I feel like you know underwhelmed because I expect a little more from an artist coming out of Eurovision to like bring I don't know something, but I do think this good. was. I think I think it's a a pre-Eurovision song but I'm I'm yeah. almost positive that this was something that like he probably wrote when he was 14 yeah it's a vibe it's a vibe yeah. it's it makes sense for him it makes sense for him and he's another one where it's kind of like you got to keep an eye on him because he's not going to stop music he's gonna oh yeah he's gonna you know in a few years like I could see him even coming back to Eurovision maybe oh um, yeah once he's like old enough to be there actually um Okay, and the last song of the individual releases, The Busker just put out a song called Thinking About You. And another one where it's kind of like, this is a little bit better than your Eurovision song. Yeah, yeah. This one's good. It's good. It's like funky. I haven't listened to any other, The Busker, I haven't listened to any of their other music other than this song and their Eurovision song. I so but based on these two bits I gotta go back into the back catalog well you know I recall going back and looking at their other music and I think they kind of went through 
and I might be wrong here, but I think they were like a two person band or maybe they were three and they lost a member. And then another oh. member came like the, it was one of those things where you could tell that like they like gone through a lot of changes. Mm-hmm. Um, But definitely worth going back and looking. But I think this is more one of those situations where like they finally got the pieces together and like the, the recipe works. And so like yeah. everything before was just getting them to the point that they're at now. And now they're making re- really good stuff. It, that's kind yeah. of what I see happening with them. Like they've, yeah. they've grown together. I'll say like, there's, there's definitely, you can see like the artists that what they sent to Eurovision and then like what they're doing after are like two completely different things. Like I'll say like brunette, like her song is nothing like at all what she sent to Eurovision. So I liked her Eurovision song, but I don't like what I'm, what I'm getting now but um it's nice to see like the artists that kind of are like you know that's their they're riding that wave you know like because I kind of feel sad when I see like an artist like send something and then like brunette where I'm like well I don't know that wasn't really your vibe and so now everything you bring out I'm gonna be disappointed because it's just not the vibe that I fell in love with at Eurovision you know what I mean like, cause you, you hear that and then you want to go and follow them. And if you go to that artist and they're not really like doing that sound, I don't know. Um, so yeah. it's, I like like the busker and Riley, like they have a distinct sound and they're like, and even Blanca Paloma, like Taya and Selena, like all that. But yeah, I think generally it's a mistake to send something to Eurovision that doesn't match what you always do. Uh, yeah. Like Wild Youth didn't send a song that matches what they always do. No. And look what happened. Uh, Peak yeah. Jack sent a song Peak that Jack. doesn't necessarily reflect what they normally do. And it didn't work for them. Um, so I think it is better generally to just stick with the type of like music that you do do. Yeah. 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 All right. So uh, yeah. uh, last kind of. A group here we've got actually artists who have been doing tours but not just doing tours specifically performing with each other so every year we hear from the artists oh we're gonna do a collab (laughs) in the studio oh i'm gonna come to your country and we're gonna hang out and does it happen no it It never happens go away in monoskin it it never happened. And I understand why it doesn't always necessarily happen. But this class of people, they have just followed through with what they said they were going to do. And I love them for it. Um, yeah. So Katia had a concert in Finland and Bojan from Joker Out performed at it. Mm-hmm. Um, Joker Out is about to play in Finland. And I'm pretty sure he's going to sing at their concert so like that's you know Mm. like they're they've been doing some like uh, concert swapping which is really cute uh caddy is about to do a whole damn european tour with i I forget all the countries apparently he's not making any money for it like the like the costs of it he's not gonna make any it it costs so much to do the tour that it's not like it's not worth it for him oh you have to think too the the overhead when you tour in finland is lower because you're already yeah like you're in your own country that's less traveling uh it's too bad because he should be making money but he's also giving the people what they want and we love him for it and we love him for it um, we just had Peak Jacks and Sudden Lights had a concert in Latvia uh, together. 
Uh, yeah. Kickjack's open for we Sun and I, God, I would have loved to go. <laughs> this must have been a great concert, though. Like, if you like yeah. that, if you like indie rock music, like, if you like to go to a concert and just, like, you know, vibe. Yeah, they're, the they'd be music, a nice vibe together. I bet the the fans, because I saw pictures. It looked like a really big crowd. I bet the fans of Sudden Lights, if they didn't know Peak Jacks at all, I bet they really vibed with them. Mm-hmm. because they do kind of have a similar sound in as far as it's like a it's a little bit moody and like a lot of instrumental flourishes and like I, I can I could see the fans of Sudden Lights really liking Peak Jack's music when they heard it yeah yeah and I love the idea of these these um artists kind of when they're performing in their home country having another artist that was like in Eurovision like coming in and joining them and getting a little piece of their audience with it like I feel like I love just with all of this seeing them all support each other like continue these friendships whether or or their relationships whether they just be working relationships or whatever like I just think it's cool and I think that hopefully it's like a sign for the future for Eurovision as well because like also festivals are so big in um in europe and like just like doing like tours or or not not necessarily tours but like shows with like a bunch of artists and who knows maybe down the road i'd love like a europe i mean eurovision is already kind of a festival i guess but kind of like during the off season like during the summer festival season like there should be some sort of you know thing like this where it's like you know all the artists but they don't just perform their Eurovision songs, you know, whatever, like that. Because I know also, um, who was it? It was, um, it was Joker Out and Wild Youth. They did like a, a bunch oh, of shows you're together. Right. Yeah, or, in like earlier in the. It was kind of like yeah. right after everything. Actually, yeah, that's why right I forgot after. about it. They they did like multiple shows together. I'm pretty sure. So that was cool. Like, I'd love to see more artists do like that, like real like tour tours. Um, yeah, I I would love to see that. That'd be really cool. I, and I feel like um, uh, there is some events like there's Euro stars in concert. I think it's called that might might happen in England. So there are mm. a few events, but like there's nothing that's super big that like specifically whole Eurovision yeah. acts together. I'd love a, a legit festival, like a proper festival. Like a Euro club, like a three day, like mini Euro club somewhere. Yeah. And like a real, like, like somewhere like Germany, that's like really cheap and like accessible to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or even like kind of the concept of the Euro village, like what goes on there. I mean, it's kind of like a festival, but just not during the Eurovision season. Cause like, ah, there's so much going on then. <laughs> God, There's always such good on. artists performing at the Euro Village, like Jamalo's performing, like um, all these Ukrainian artists were performing there. Yeah, they did and like I a was whole like, day. And I was like, I want to go see them, but there's just so, so many things going on. I'd love something like during the off season. Whatever happened to that Eurovision cruise? It happened. Oh, it happened? Yeah, girl, it <laughs> happened. Yeah, the I think it went from like Finland oh. to Sweden or Norway or something. Oh, oh yeah, it happened. Yeah. But- Apparently, I saw that there was there was some like 
people from like Oklahoma or something and they needed to like get back to Sweden. And so they just like oh, took this I, boat. I, like I heard about that. Yeah. And they just, and they just ended up on this Eurovision cruise. I'm like, Caddy is shirtless, spilling water on himself. And everyone's like, he was crazy. on, he was on it. He was. What the fuck? I missed out. I know. Well, I should have been there. Well, no, I'm not really a cruiser. Like I, I'm not, I've never been on a cruise ship. I don't think I've I'd never want to. either. I went on the Gateway Clipper here, Pittsburgh. I've been on the Gateway Clipper. Yeah, not I've, I've cruise, been on though. that. It's not really. A, it's it's not a, it's not a cruise. It's not a cruise. cruise. It's a boat. It's just a boat. Um. So there was also just recently a big concert in London. We had Luke Black, Taya, and Selena, and Mia Nikolai all performed. Um, which I thought was really cool that they all went together, and people went from all over Europe. Like I was seeing like all the people and they're like all traveling to go to this show. Like the whole, like all yeah. of your Twitter. Yeah. And I guess it was just, it was like a wee, it was the Weewee Jam or something like they were calling it, right? It was with Weewee Blogs. They were the ones that organized it. I'm pretty sure. Oh, was it? I, I don't know about that. I think so. I think so. And I think that's really cool. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, Weewee Blogs, like y'all are really, y'all are really doing it. Like y'all yeah. are smart. Why, why don't they put on a festival? They've managed to they get the should. whole Lush Lounge thing to happen. They've they got really all should. the contacts. Yeah. You know, I was just listening to them actually on um, another podcast uh, that I don't know the name of, but um, it's called Eurodrama. And mm-hmm. it's uh, I, Tal and uh, Chacha. Um they're uh, from Israel and I met them in, actually in Turin and they're really, really sweet, but they had uh, Sinan and William from Weebulugs and they were talking about Lush Lounge in the future for next year. Oh. And I really hope that it continues and stuff like, you know, it's, it was a, the first time they ever did it. So who knows, but Hey, I think that that was like, I think it should be a staple it was, it was amazing at this point it was amazing I, the lush lounge thing single-handedly changed my opinion of wee wee blogs because i i never had it's not that i had a necessarily negative opinion of wee wee blogs i just didn't have a positive one um mm. i i didn't particularly love their uh uh their personalities and you know so mm. much of of you know being like a youtuber or that type of person it is yeah. you have to click with someone's personality and if you don't well it doesn't mean i hate every person that i don't click with so it's just yeah. like i never really i never really clicked with their personalities and there was plenty of places to get like eurovision news so it's not like i was relying on them all the time for i was yeah. like getting updates from wee wee blogs i wasn't really super into it but then when the whole lush lounge thing i was like damn like they okay like they're really doing yeah. something here that like i i yeah. that i didn't realize watching videos at home um that yeah. really did impress me they're really like first of all they are really always working to make the fandom like the best that it can be you know, having opportunities for everybody, not just them, for the fans, making the experience just the best it can possibly be. Like, uh, you know, they need to make a festival. Um, we're putting it out there. We we blogs next off season. It needs to be the fucking off season over the summer. Y'all need to organize a festival. Yeah, you need yes. to. Please, we we yes. here are please. Um. So there was a few other people just to mention that have been have been working because I just I just I see their stories. 
Ramo from Switzerland. That boy is working. He's always out there. He's doing his small gigs. He's doing his weddings. The buskers out there doing weddings and small events. And and I mean, they live in Malta. Like, I mean, how many people even live in Malta? It's not like you're going to be playing arenas. Um, I think MESC is probably one of their biggest. Like, yeah, they gigs. just did a pride thing. Oh, did they? That's good. That's cool. Yeah, it was cute. They uh, Conchita was there. Because I was like, oh, okay. Oh, they wait, yeah, me. I saw the picture. I, I, saw, I saw that with Conchita. Yeah. Um, and then, I uh, thought I was supposed to be the drag queen of the group, but whatever. Well, there can be two. There can be two. You can make room for Conchita. Yeah. <laughs> I um, think Conchita doesn't consider themselves a drag queen anymore anyway, so I'll take that place. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we also had a Joker out doing their Nordic tour. And Theodore Andre yeah, had they have a been concert. Working. It, yeah, they've always been working though. I mean, they were they were so established beforehand. Um, Theodore Andre had a concert in London, and I'm just so happy yeah. for him that that happened. He got to mingle with his Aww. fans, and like I think when he went to the Moldovan national selection, that was one of his first times out of the country. Oh it was definitely God. his first time in Moldova, because I know he yeah. said that, but. I mean, if that's his first time in Moldova, then it was probably his first yeah, time I mean, leaving. The, he's only 18. Yeah. If it, um, and maybe he's gone other places. But uh, so f- to go to somewhere like London and have like a headlining show, like that's amazing. Like, I think that's really cool. And a lot of people went to it. I saw there. I'm in like a group chat. People were sending their their that's videos good. and stuff. Yeah, it was really cool. Oh, uh, which brings me to the last little bit of um a last little bit of stuff to talk about here before we wrap up since i'm talking about theodore i'm just gonna go out and say it people on twitter leave the dgt stands alone god damn it leave the dg tingers <laughs> leave the dg tingers <laughs> leave the dg tingers that is so hard to say Leave us alone, okay? Leave us alone to enjoy TGT in peace. Let us support our boy Theodore. We love him. We don't care about all you haters. I have been sickened. And I know that like people always like to bring up shit from the past. But I have been just sickened by the amount of people dragging an 18-year-old because they came last at Eurovision. First Mm-mm. of all, it was months ago. Second of all, this is a young artist. Third, get a fucking life. Pick on people your own size. Stop yeah. with stop with this. Like it is I mean, even if it wasn't like my one of my favorite songs, one that I was really invested in. And that's another thing too. It's just so annoying to see people say like, oh, are there even any people who like DGT? And it's like, yeah, do you know what? I liked it the second I heard yeah. it and I continued to like it despite everybody else saying that they hated it. Which a lot of people, yeah. I think they can't, I think there's a lot of people out there who probably thought it was fine at first. And then they just decided, well, if everyone else hates it, I'm just, I guess I don't like it anymore if everyone hates it. I'm sure there were people like that. Uh, yeah. especially because the haterism was so bad specifically for that song and continues to be just unbelievable i'm honestly sick of it like makes me sick and, and because maybe, I, 
maybe people I, listening yeah. don't didn't see exactly what happened. So a particular user who I will not call out directly, they had been attacking DGT stands. And so Theodore Andre, he name searches himself, okay, on Twitter. He whatever. A lot of people do it. I don't think it's a good I idea do to it. do it. But do you do it? I would never do it. Um I, I hate myself every time I do, but I do you know what? I bet. And so I'm sure that, you know, Theodore, he name searches, he sees people say positive stuff. He interacts with the people, the fans, he interacts with his fans. Mm -hmm. And then he sees this horrible, mean, nasty, mean spirited post, not attacking him, but attacking his fans. And at that moment, he stepped in and said, basically, don't disrespect my fans, which is good, good for him. Good for him to do that. And then this other user who also happens to be Romanian just keeps digging in and digging in and digging in deeper and deeper and deeper and fighting with everybody. And it's just like, it's got to stop. It has got to stop. I am so over it. Uh, Twitter might be dying anyway, but like at this point, it's almost like good. As it should. Um, Yeah, literally. And and this is just, mm, I hate the, the fact that like, what is insane to me is why does anybody think in their brains it makes any sense to send hate to somebody because they are liking a song? Like, Jesus Christ, Theodore Andre is barely getting any fucking love. God forbid we like his fucking song. Like, and we want to just say we like his song. Like, we're not telling you you have to like it. We're just saying we like it. And then people get angry about it. And what is funny about that is this particular user who started all this shit in the first place, if you say anything about not liking his favorite songs, he loses it. Absolutely loses it. So you you can't like something that he doesn't like or he's going to treat you like shit. And if you happen to not like his, you know, so like he doesn't have to respect you, but you have to respect his fave. And it's like, yeah. it's just the double standard is so weird. And I, I don't know, sometimes, you know, sometimes I have to remember, like, I'm an old hag and I'm not a 19 year old kid on the internet. And like, maybe that, like, I, I don't know what these kids are going through these days, but it's like, mm. you gotta, you gotta grow up, you guys, you just gotta grow up. You know, I don't get it. I don't get stay on Twitter in that way. Um, I mean, I get the way Stan Twitter operates, but I just don't really see the point. Like, even just what was happening earlier today, where Laureen fans were attacking me because I made a post, con- like, saying, congratulations, I'm so happy for Laureen that she deserves it, of her having her song going so high up in, in the most streamed Eurovision songs. And I was like, oh, it's so cool that she has, like, I can't think of anybody else that would be more deserving of having two songs in the top 10. And then people are like, you were disappointed when she fucking won. She wasn't my fucking winner. She was like my fifth place though. Like she wasn't like, I didn't hate her entry. I just wanted, just one other person was my winner. So I was rooting for them. doesn't mean I was like mad that she won. I still think she deserved to win. Like, no, it's I like you can't why. even be happy for people. That, like, I was like, girl, I'm literally sending her love. Like, what the fuck? I uh. mean, it's 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 one of those things. So it's like, if if you're not, it's like, it's not yes and, it's only. You know, you can yeah. only support yeah. Laureen. And if you support anybody else, then, then you're not supporting her. I mean, it's just, it's, you can like many things at once. Yeah. 
I can like Lorraine and I can like Katia and I can dislike Noah Carell. It's just, I mean, you can, I mean, we didn't even mention the fact that she came out with like three singles this summer. Oh, oops. (laughs) (laughs) You know, she wasn't even on the new. (laughs) No, I mean, she's already famous enough. She doesn't need us to plug her new music. Exactly. No promo from us. She can give us some of that mill. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah exactly the the other thing that just speaking of crazy twitter drama is um you know you guys might not even know who this person is that we're talking about because it wouldn't it be so nice to ago. be someone who's not constantly on twitter getting their brain routed out i know i literally <laughs> been thinking about it i'm like i really should not be on twitter all of my problems come from twitter but i like, wish i could I you, also like, put get a so lock much on credit, it though like, can you, can you, is there like, I wish there was a way to like, li- like I can be on Twitter for 30 minutes a day. You can do that on your iPhone. I actually have it set, but it won't actually lock. You can just hit like extend, Oh, but I do well, it and, and it keeps me conscious. I have of, two of... phones too. I've got, mm. I've got uh like an Android phone and an iPhone. So I'd probably yeah. have to do it to both. Yeah. I mean, but it, it, it even just keeps me conscious of how much time I'm spending on it. It does make me like, whenever the message pops up, it makes me go, oh, maybe I should close that. Um, so you could do that. I have it set for that and TikTok for me, but, um, basically, uh, Josh, uh, Dubovi, who represented the UK back in 2010, um, with his song, uh, that sounds good to me. He came last place. So it's understandable if you don't remember it. Um, actually, let me just read you guys like his, his, uh, coming last at Eurovision is like such a British coded thing to do. It really is. Well, let me read you his Wikipedia. Uh, Josh Dubovi, born 27 November 1990, is a British singer-songwriter. Wait, 27 of November 1990? I was born 25th of November 1990. We're almost birthday twins. Wow. Well, I'm sorry to you. Um, Well, he's a British singer and right-wing nutjob. <laughs> Somebody just is that that's not right. It's, it's, oh my god. Says, right? Oh my now. god. I know. I know. So shout out to whoever dragged him like that. But basically he's just like he's gone down the deep depths of Trump craziness. And uh like today the new thing is he tweeted out saying like Russell I don't know if you've heard about this whole Russell Brand rate thing going yeah, on. It's he tweeted out being like I stand with Russell Brand. And he's just been, you know, just all the Trump conspiracies you can imagine, everything. Um, it's just it's literally because it, it was it was OK, I, I have it up because I, I went to his Twitter page because I wanted to find this crazy tweet that started everything. And it was on August 29th. It happens to be his pinned tweet on Twitter. If you want to go Real, find it, oh it's God. very easy. Yeah, this I'm, guy is so deranged, so go. far down the rabbit hole. Oh. So I yeah. was so confused on the 29th of August when all of a sudden my feed is just full of this weird tweet with a picture of Donald Trump. And it says, the only thing Trump is guilty of is exposing Washington corruption. And it's it's a fairly average, like, bullshit Trump thing. It was just weird to me because yeah. it's like in Eurovision Twitter, you don't get Trump stuff popping up so i thought this was like a weird algorithm thing that this kept pumping up and like i was reading through it and it's like it's literally the guy plays for twitter blue it is like a a huge it's literally a 
it's a novel. He wrote a damn novel up in here in his in his post. Um, but uh, he says something about when you realize that it's literally the the second paragraph says when you realize that yeah. Trump wasn't racist until he went up against the deep state. As soon as I saw that one, I was like, okay, what is this? Because Trump and his father were absolutely prosecuted in the 1970s for violating the Fair Housing Act because they refused to rent their apartments to black people. So I, right off the bat, I was like, oh. this is obviously bullshit like it's not it's with a picture of defending trump obviously it's gonna be a bunch of crap but um but that really was like okay well this is just so stupid and so i just kind of ignored it and but i kept seeing it all day and then finally somebody said like in clear words like i like how like how does it feel to come last at eurovision and then embarrass yourself like this and i was like Oh my God! I did. I didn't remember Josh Debovi and his last play song. I didn't. It didn't click for me. Um, but that this guy no. was in Eurovision, and he. I guess he's got a podcast, and he's like a right wing grifter. Of now. course he does. Uh, everybody's making podcasts <laughs> these days. Everybody these days down with their... the podcast. Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> Cut that part out. Um, <laughs> Nuts. <laughs> But yeah, it's just, it's so, yeah. it's so weird that this, like, you just, it's every just, day on Twitter is a new, new adventure with Eurovision world. Yeah. And it's always especially weird to me whenever any artist comes out in support of Trump that's not from America. Wh right. Why? Like, why like, is a British guy digging in on Trump like this? It doesn't make any yeah, sense. Like and as far as I'm aware he does not even live in the unit it's not like he moved here yeah I don't I don't think so I, I think, think he I think I saw something that he moved to Canada so why are you like what are you doing well Canadians are weirdly obsessed with Trump too like right-wing Canadians are mm. um y'all need to get it together yeah get it together people but yes yeah I'm just I'm sick of it um I know if it wasn't for Twitter connecting us with so many people, <laughs> I would totally get off the That's app. That's what I'm saying. It's It has so many positives. I've met so many good friends. I mean, we met through Twitter. Yeah, we did. I, You know, I don't, I, that's why I don't want to get rid of it. But I mean, oh my God, every week I'm getting canceled by a new Albanian singer. Like, I just can't with this <laughs> every week. and And I do it to myself too. It's it's just I just can't I you can't do sometimes you Twitter. step right in it I'm telling you I There's do been days like I'm like girl what up. the fuck are you tweeting put the phone away I know I know I should, I, just, I need to put the phone away too sometimes I need to have Twitter but I need to be like I need to be famous enough to have somebody run my Twitter <laughs> because I can't I cannot I need somebody to post my looks and stuff I cannot be on there. Twitter's like one of those things. Can't live with it. Can't live without it. Yeah. Uh, but so exactly. maybe this is a good time for us to plug our other social media that people can follow yes. us on in the inevitable death of Twitter. So you can always follow me at eSpotPod on Instagram and on TikTok and also on YouTube. So definitely follow me on YouTube. I'm going to be doing reaction videos as we get a little bit more into the season. Yes. And you can follow me everywhere you know, at Maxi Rainbow. And all the links are in the description down below. So don't forget as well, 
after following us on all of our social media, head over to our Patreon and you can subscribe over there so you get early access to every single week our episodes on Thursdays, early release of both the audio and the video, full length, ad-free. And even if you just want to tip like a dollar or two, you get a shout out at the beginning of the episode. So there's a lot of fun stuff going on over there. And yeah, guys, my name is Maxi Rainbow. It's been so fun just giving a little Eurovision recap with you guys. It's been great. Always wonderful to see you, Maxi. And thank yes. you to everybody who's watched and commented along for our live premieres. I love talking to you guys during the live premiere. So thank you so much yes. for sticking around for those. It's so much fun. Ah, yay. See you guys later. Goodbye.